Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? Welcome to 2019. It's here. How crazy is that? We are back. Views from the porch. We've got a new year, new podcast set up and lineup because uh, our great friend JP has transitioned to Waco, Texas to lead a church called Harris Creek. If you're in Waco, go check out Harris Creek. I could not encourage you uh, enough to go check that out. We're so excited for him. So excited for Waco. So excited for Harris Creek. And we are also excited to introduce a friend that will be joining us today. And that is Josh Timms, who directs our uh, Fort Worth campus. What's up, dude? What's up, team? Glad to be here. Hey, man, we're glad you're here. And of course, as always with us is Elena Haas. Hey, guys, I'm back. 2019. <laughs> she is back. <laughs> new year, new Elena. Hey, we are kicking off a mini uh, series, if you will, or if you notice and you listen to our podcast, you'll see that we've got a subcategory dating and we cover some different topics underneath that. We're going to start a subcategory called Christian cliches where we'll cover one today and then we'll come back to it at some point. But Christian cliches being things Christians say that they assume other Christians kind of know what they mean. And it almost seems like there's this tribal language that uh, we use these terms that everyone knows, but, but what do they really mean? Like quiet time or, Hey, I just need to abide or, you know, my, my walk, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my walk and, and they don't mean actually walking. They mean, uh, their relationship with God or something like that. And so we're going to cover one of those today, Josh, which one are we going to cover? Yeah, I'm excited about this. And we're going to talk about guarding your heart. Oh, that is a, that's a classic. <laughs> An oldie, but a goodie. An oldie, but a goodie, man. Guarding your heart. What, what does it mean to guard your heart? What do you think people mean by the phrase guard your heart? Yeah, I think that they, what they're talking about is often uh, towards dating and relationships, but I'm not sure that's it. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think that's what people always mean whenever they bring up that term. I mean, what would you say, Elena? Yeah, I think you hear it most when, let's just say you're in a girl community group and the girls in your group are like, hey, I know you're, you really like this guy, but you just need to guard your heart. Or, hey, I know you're dating this guy and you're really excited about it, but be sure to guard your heart. And it's like, I don't really know what that means. And that's kind of annoying. But so. what do you think they even mean when it comes to the guy? Like, hey, guard your heart towards this guy. Um, like my guess is that they're saying, hey, don't don't in your mind begin to pick far, out your wedding dress. Yeah, like don't go too far ahead in your relationship in your mind than actually reality. Or read too far into things. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what's crazy. The Christian dating scene has monopolized this term absolutely in, in a way that I don't think I and not even that I think we know the person who introduced the idea of guarding your heart, which was Solomon in Proverbs four verse twenty three. He did not intend to ever be the case that that was strictly related to romance, maybe even primarily related to romance. In Proverbs chapter four verse twenty three, it says, "Guard your heart above everything else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. All of life." flows from the idea of guarding your heart. So Solomon, who we know is the wisest person who ever lived on the planet. You guys remember the story about how he became the wisest person? Yeah, that's what he asked for. When God came down and asked him, hey, what, 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 if you could ask anything from me, what would it be? And he asked for wisdom. Yep. So the wisest guy who ever lived, and it's pretty crazy. He says, above everything else that I write to you, as in, if you don't get anything else that I write in all of Proverbs, he wrote Ecclesiastes, he wrote Song of Solomon, which is 
exciting. He had all these different works that he, he wrote down above everything else that I wrote. If you get this, or if you don't get anything else, get this, guard your heart because everything you do flows from your heart. You live from your heart. So when the Bible talks about that, it speaks much more about what you're feeding your heart or what you are uh, thinking about, where you're dwelling on or what what your mind is, uh, where it's going, what it's thinking, what you're watching, what you're reading, yeah. who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Those are the things that feed your heart. And Solomon says, those are the things that are going to guide and direct your life. Um, as we've said before, the heart is like a, it's like Netflix or YouTube. Wait, what do you mean by that? Uh, like, a, do you guys watch YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've watched YouTube, YouTube, YouTube before. YouTube yeah. Before. You've been on there? Yeah. Dude, YouTube <laughs> is taken over, man. Uh, like when I watch YouTube or when I pull up the YouTube app on my phone, uh, my son will uh, often borrow my phone and he'll watch these like little car cartoon videos. And so when I pull up my phone, there will be recommended for me car cartoon videos because on my YouTube app, there's been someone watching, someone feeding their mind and heart these car cartoon videos. And so it's going to continue to say, recommended for you, you should feed this. The more you feed it, the more it's going to grow and the more it's going to look for, oh yeah, you're going to look for those things. If you feed your heart pornography and you're feeding your heart pornography, you're going to see it coming out of the woodwork for you. Yeah. It's going to be everywhere you look, uh, every store that you visit, you're just going to have more um, temptation coming your way. If you feed your heart just how you wish so desperately you were married or engaged or dating someone. If those are the things you think about, the things you're going to continue to think about more and more are going to be how you wish you were dating or engaged yeah. or married to somebody. Absolutely. I think, I think it's things that aren't that obvious too. Like if you're driving down the road and you're listening to the radio or Spotify, cause I mean, radio is kind of bad, <laughs> but if you're listening to Spotify or a playlist or something and all the songs are about dating or being in love and you're just like jamming out and you're singing all the words and you know all the words, you don't realize like you're not doing it being like, oh my gosh, this is going to make me want a husband or make me want to be dating. But it slowly does and it slowly seeps in and you don't know that it's doing it, but yeah. it is. That's yeah. good. It reminds you, me, it reminds me, there's a old fable of like <clears throat> back in the day, there's a Cherokee grandpa who's his son. Uh, he's talking to his grandson one day and tells him, hey, grandson, there's two wolves inside of me and they're constantly at one at war and one is light and one is dark and the one that is light he wants he's generous and kind and wants what's good for others and the one that is dark man he is greedy and violent and angry and grandson's like well grandpa which one's going to win and after a pause grandpa says the one in which i feed yeah that's biblical people yeah, yeah. there's two wolves inside of you yeah 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 right? <laughs> so you need to know get those wolves out of yeah, there cherokee chapter one cherokee <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's true man i mean whatever you feed grows yeah. that principle was just so transformative to me and i see that at least in my own life like if i'm like into any sort of podcast on if you're listening to podcasts on style on or if you're watching whatever you're feeding your mind, your heart on, on investing or on, um, I don't know what, I mean, what would okay, be the I've been ones? watching, I've been watching this new show on Netflix. It's so good. Called The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on Netflix, David. Um, no, it's on Tidying Up. It's called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Um, it's tidying such a good show. Up. Tidying Up. Yes. So I've been, the whole show, she like goes into people's houses and she makes their house like tidy and not cluttered, kind of oh. like hoarders in reverse. Oh yeah, she gosh. could come you know? to my house. I need I that person. Yeah. It's been so good. And so I've been 
now that I've been watching that show, I like look around my, my house and I open a drawer. I'm like, no, this all has to go. And I just want to tidy everything. Like I'm just obsessed with it now. And I just want to make my whole house, like mm. every drawer, everything just, it makes me constantly think about how can I make my house more tidy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't get off of it. That <laughs> had to be a show that they, it's when so she pitched, were like, what? Yeah. You're going to go in and clean people's homes and we're going to record that? You should check it out. I'll tell Callie to check no, it I'm, out. No, I'm, and it worked, man. That's where we are today. Uh, you said this earlier, Josh, the Philippians 4, 8, before we started recording, of uh, where Paul just talks about, it, it's the reason Solomon says, feed your heart because you live for it and why this matters is why Paul would later write, hey, yep. think about these types of things. Think about whatever is noble and pure, trustworthy in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, that these are the things you want to saturate your mind with yes. because whatever you saturate is going to continue to grow and grow. Absolutely. What you're dwelling on, what's your mind, what you are thinking about and actively putting inside your mind is then where you see your heart wants to navigate that direction. You're, you're, you, you, you can't uh, continue to feed uh, your, just like you can't feed your body a bunch of trash and not expect your body to have, uh, to begin to fall apart. It's the same thing with your mind. And, and there's a principle there. Of he's just, he's just telling us, Hey, whatever's true and whatever's noble that think about those things. And that begins to change what's happening inside of your heart. Yes. Whatever you yep. feed yeah. Grows. Okay, but David, I think it would be a miss uh, because this, this phrase has been monopolized to not talk about, okay, if guarding your heart is uh, often used in a dating context, let's cover that a little bit. Yeah. And so uh, let's, what, what would it look like? Okay. And what do we mean? What would maybe be a better way to say, hey, in a dating relationship, how would you, quote, guard your heart? Yeah. Hey, one of my goals for 2019, Elena, is for you to speak more on this and represent the women. Yes, sir. And I so, can do that. I, uh, yes, great. Now says, you said yes, sir. Every girl yeah. listening is going to be like, why did he talk so mean yeah. to her? That just happened. That set you And uh, so I, you would up, you buddy. speak more and represent, yeah. I want you to try to represent every woman everywhere, okay? At all times and every opinion, okay? Okay. So um, that's who Good she luck. is. And if you're angry that she didn't represent perfectly the women, uh, we'd love you to email her, her. Yeah. and uh, and let her know. And I'm, I'm as angry as you are, honestly. Um, what is it? look like to uh, guard your heart uh, specifically, ask your question again. Yeah, I, I want to know what, what it would look like. What how, if you guard your heart in a dating relationship? The way that we have used that phrase, practically. Yeah, practically. How do you do that? Well, I think it's different in the guy and girl, but there's some overlap. As a um, as a guy and a girl, you could say, "Man, don't allow your mind to go any further than the reality in which you've both You're established in. and, and yeah. uh, addressed." So, hey, uh, I'd like to take you on a date. And I take her on a date and we go on a date. I'm not going to assume that, man, she had the greatest time. She wants to get married. We're probably going to get married. Here's when I see us getting married. I wonder if she wants four kids or five. I'm not going to run there. I'm just going to assume this girl had a date. On the date, she told me I had a great time. I'd love to do it, do it again. And I'm going to believe her at her word. Side note, if you don't mean that, don't say that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and same vice versa for the girl, that if a guy is standing in line behind you uh, in, at a coffee shop and he asks if you know what time it is, don't assume that he's hitting on me. And I bet I bet he'd make a great uh, spouse because he asked what time it was. And that means he's probably very punctual. And that's a good quality. Don't run there. Don't run any further than both parties in the relationship have specifically agreed and acknowledged is the status is of that relationship. Yeah. Elaine, but, would you add anything? But why why is that so important to do? Like, is it simply because you don't want to get hurt? Like, why? what's the importance of guarding your heart in that? Yeah, I think that where it does have an appropriate intersection, this term with dating relationships, you know, Solomon didn't mean it, but where I do think it's very relevant 
is there is nothing as horrible or very few things as horrible as a breakup, as a, um, as a relationship taking a turn in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. You guys ever broken up before? Yes. It's terrible. (laughs) Sitting in your car listening (laughs) to Brian McKnight songs and, uh, and, or whoever. Yeah. 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 Yes. Still have that playlist. Yes, I have. Still have that playlist. Maybe that CD. Like there's just such few things where your heart, man, you see it perfectly that the danger, uh, and why the heart matters so much whenever you do walk through a breakup or whenever you do walk through a, I thought this was going uh, a certain direction and then it was ripped away from me. And so I, I think you want to just be really careful how far you run and don't run any farther. There's a level in which I think tragically today, uh, let me step out. This is firmly yeah. my opinion. Yeah. As you know, this is just a conversation. If you're listening, uh, when we're talking about the Bible, we're being clear. And then there's things where it's uh, firmly just uh, an opinion. I don't know if it's possible to completely guard your heart yeah. in a relationship and move towards marriage yeah. to, to perfectly do it where there's no, there, um, there's no uh, fallout. If, if this thing was to break up, like yeah. it's, you could do it perfectly. You preserve your purity, mm. you date really well. And I just think, um, you cannot, uh, one of the risks of intimacy or one of the, um, things that comes with intimacy is the risk of getting hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, it's possibly why, uh, this, fr- this phrase is so frustrating to me in a dating context, because I believe, uh, inside of that is the way that you guard your heart is whether you identify yourself and your fulfillment and your satisfaction in Jesus who never lets you down. Uh, but that ability to walk into relationship means, uh, by nature, you are going to be vulnerable. If what you're avoiding is pain, right? Then, uh, then I think that's what you will get. You will get a life filled full of, um, relationships that never went far enough that they could possibly hurt you. And so uh, I don't think it's possible to guard your heart, which is why this phrase is so frustrating to me, uh, in the dating context, because then I believe in some ways it's unhelpful, but yet there is some wisdom. Maybe there's a difference between guarding your heart and prudence or wisdom inside of relationship. Right. And, uh, I, I would like to know what the difference there is. Okay. Let me give one. Hey, it's 2019. I'm reading a CS Lewis quote. Yes. This is the first of all time, yeah. but it's so relevant to what you just said. And then we're going to talk yeah. tactical. And it's possibly his very best quote. It may be where he says, Hey, to love it all. So if you're going to experience any sort of romance is to be vulnerable. Yeah. If you love anything, your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. So there's an element where, uh, and he continues, if you want to make sure that you cannot have your heart broken, you must give it to no one, not even an animal, which feels random, but wrap it carefully round with the hobbies and little luxuries, avoid all entanglements, lock it up in a safe, lock it up safe in a casket or coffin of your own selfishness. But in that casket, dark and motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable. Yes impenetrable, irredeemable to love is to be vulnerable. So I do think as we wrap up this and we talk about some practicals, you cannot experience any sort of intimacy in a relationship without the risk of possibly breaking your heart, even if you do it really well. The biggest challenge though, I think for our young adults is not that they're doing it really well and that they're experiencing some of the hurt that comes, they're experiencing breakups that break them because of just the tremendous heartache that comes from, uh, introducing sex into the relationship, staying on the phone late at night, beginning to talk about, it can't wait till someday. What if beginning to talk with others, uh, maybe not even their boyfriend, but like the girlfriend of like, Oh, he's this way. And I can't wait. I'm like, I hope our kids are tall like him. Yeah. And they begin to think about things and plan this future that, um, is just really unhelpful. And, um, 
and they're assuming the relationship is further down the road than it has been expressed. It's like you're acting like you're married when you're only dating. And like that's when it gets way worse to be broken up with or to be in a breakup is when you just go, you cross the lines that you shouldn't cross that God clearly states in his word that you should not cross. Yeah. I think guys and girls do this. I don't know if they do it equally. Who who knows? But I think they, they do it. In their own different ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Deeply. I mean, I think my guess is guys, or at least I can speak for me, my temptation when I was dating my wife was sexually to, mm-hmm. to begin to mentally go mm-hmm. there. And that's not guarding your heart. Right. I mean, you're feeding something there where you're beginning to think about, oh man, um, this is what the X person looks like yeah. and that's sin. Yeah, you're, you're feeding sexual desires before it is time. Yes. Uh, which further adds to the, the pain if you break up. And girls, I think, I can't speak to them because... I'm not one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What do you think? 2019, in case no one knew. Let's clear that up. Uh, but I would guess, Elena, that the way that that happens is thinking through, uh, beginning to write out Mrs. X with the last name. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I don't know if people actually do that. Oh, they do. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's real. Yeah, and Elena did it. She's acting all innocent. <laughs> Jacob, I, I wrote out your name, Miss Elena Haas, a million times <laughs> before we got married. <laughs> Oh, man, but I do. I mean, anything you'd add other than... Yeah, I think it's mostly mental, you know, and in your head of like exactly what you said. Like, I wonder if we'll get married. I wonder what that could look like. Um, just just letting yourself wonder and like think of things that your life could be like with that person. And it can just make it hurt way yeah. more if that doesn't work out because you're not only mourning a breakup, you're mourning like what you thought your life would look like. And, and expectations you built. Yes. And that's how you can get the most hurt is when it comes from, unex- uh, what's it called? Expectations that aren't met, basically. Yeah, yeah. Unex- and so uh, there is, before we, uh, I think, kind of get away from the whole dating part of this, uh, I do, there is something I want to talk about before we get to back what I believe Solomon's saying. When he says, guard your heart, David, and it's, and it's this. And uh, I, I do want to know, is there responsibility for the guy? When we talk about guys and you lead and you're leading inside a relationship, is there responsibility for the guy uh, as far as guarding her heart? And what does that responsibility look like? Because I do believe there is some responsibility that he carries and some of that's the way in which he communicates you know before uh before like i would say if you go and start looking at houses to buy and you are still dating you have yet to commit the rest of your life to this girl um that could be a way of which you're not guarding heart but i want you to speak into that a little bit because i do believe the guy has some responsibility uh in guarding heart when it comes to relationships yeah i mean if you've listened to either this podcast or any of the porch podcasts you've heard us talk about before that the guys one of the biggest responsibility he has is to remove confusion yeah if the girl's wandering around the relationship, let it be entirely related to the fact that um, she is mentally going places through her own sinful nature and not because you haven't clearly said, hey, I, I would like the relationship to go on a second date. I'd love to spend a second date with you. It goes on a third date. I would like this to go from just a few dates together to pursuing a relationship with you. Dating is a path that leads to a promise that leads to a lifelong pursuit, which is marriage. That's what dating is. And so in that dating relationship, the guys remove confusion. Hey, I'd love to begin to move this relationship in a more serious direction together. Are you willing to do that? If she says yes, great. The girl should not assume anything is taking place other than that he is trying to move the relationship in a more serious direction together. So his job is to remove confusion, to lead the relationship, and to be careful with creating expectations, the words that he uses. I think this is important in general. If you're leading in a job context, if you're 
you're leading in general, you need to be careful with how your words create expectations. And so sometimes you're creating, you just need to even address that. If you're bringing up information about, um, hey, I'd love to, us to continue moving forward, but I want to be careful to not set either of our expectations that this is for sure yeah. going to move to the altar. Yeah, that's Because good. both of us are going to navigate as best we can what God and where God is leading us together. But I've really enjoyed spending time with you. Yeah. And I see godly characteristics that are going to make somebody a great wife. Whether or not it will be me, I don't know. And that's, that's uh, of course, something that we'll navigate together, hopefully. But I'd love to continue the relationship going forward. And I just want to manage your expectations. Not that it will guarantee to move forward. So yeah. as, as best you can, you're just trying to move uh, carefully and, and navigate those waters. So it's leading, leading really well. Yeah. David, I think you're right. And w- w- one of the things uh, alongside of that too is uh, the way in which you communicate as the guy. Don't be somewhere that you're not, right? Like don't communicate further like, Hey, this is where we're at. And here's my, here's my sort of timeline. If yet you are not there, you need to also be able to communicate. Some of that is not just mean, cause I think sometimes because you lead so well and you're so strong that you can say that guys may hear you. Some of our young adults listening may hear you like, okay, I just need to like set really good expectations, but you may be setting expectations because you're trying to lead her well. And yet you have not got there. Don't do that. Don't communicate something where you are not yet, uh, before you say, because then you, you again are setting expectation that you have yet to get, even get your heart to the place where you're ready to move forward on that. Yeah. I think there's a balance of being wise, yeah. being honest. Yeah. Oh, it's not even a balance. Be both of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like try to even those things out. Be wise and be honest. And so as it relates to the relationship, just say, I don't know if this is going to move forward. Yeah. I have enjoyed getting to know you and that's being honest. And I would like to take the next steps and continue to progress together. Are you willing to do that? And then also just be wise and, um, as you, if there's any sort of expectation that could possibly be created in either of your hearts, just address those things and make sure that you acknowledge, hey, let, let's be careful about if that formed any sort of expectation to be on the same page, we should not uh, allow that to root in our heart that that is something that's going to happen because we don't know. That's good. Uh, hey, just to kind of finish this up, I, I, I think let's go back again to when, when the Christian cliche of guarding your heart, uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? And how would you say biblically that phrase and where it came from? What is Solomon saying when he says guard your heart? Yeah, be careful what you feed your heart. Yeah. Be careful what you're thinking about. Be careful uh, just uh, the ways that the content, the music that you're listening to, the shows that you're watching, uh, we joked about The Bachelor earlier, but some of you guys listening, you don't need to watch The ba- yes. Bachelor. Um, some of you, you probably need to stop because, and you know, you know this is happening. And I'm not saying everyone listening does, but you know if you're there and you're like, man, I am so discontent right now because of this. Mm-hmm. And others of you, you need to stop watching workout videos or I don't know what, or, or pornography is the easiest go-to one. And I, hopefully that goes without saying, but there's a whole list of other ones where you may just need to fast from some of those things because it's beginning to grow. Whatever you feed grows. And, uh, and then as it relates to relationships, I think that, uh, we have a responsibility to ourselves, to those that we're in community with to help make sure that we are taking every thought captive. Yes. We're filtering those things and we're being really thoughtful in, um, in just the things that we're feeding and allowing our mind to dwell on. So 
Yeah. Last thing, I don't, I don't think I want to finish this podcast with that same. When we, when we even use the word feeding your heart, I want you guys to know that that is uh, often what you are, what you are spending time in your mind what, what, to define that. What you are spending time thinking about. Romans twelve two says this: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so, feeding your heart really is what you you, know, you spend time thinking about, and it, it has to do uh, with what's happening in your mind because you feed your heart. Through through your mind. That's it, man. I think that's it. And just yeah. remember, there's two wolves. In yeah, yeah, there's two, there's two <laughs> wolves. <laughs> hey, that's all we got. We are so excited to be back with 20 We've got all kinds of exciting stuff coming up. We will catch you next week on Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.